What the heck is sports talk for the medium fan? Well, we mostly know who's won and lost, and sometimes we even remember that one guy's name. I hope that's good enough for you, because this is Sports Wednesday. We tried something new there. We uh, we were going to jump in on the singing with Maestro. I'm going to give it a solid D. Yes, I didn't. I didn't uh, incorporate that. I might laugh. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough enough recording a podcast with three people remotely where we can't see each other. But I think once with singing's involved, it just goes downhill fast. Yeah, that was a slippery slope. I was thinking you guys would just would just do the yeah. That's what yes, I was doing, right? Yeah, that's what I was doing too. It's just Coach was doing them at a different time than I was. <laughs> Oh, hello, everybody. This is Sports Wednesday. I'm your host, Pete Brown, the big man on campus. Joining me from his dedicated David Blatt shrine room where he's been glumly lighting candles and searching for his faith, <laughs> it's the coach, basketball legend Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. Very good. You sound a little tired tonight. Is that true? Oh, I think I'd be more. I'm not real tired. I'm just worn out. There's a difference. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, those yeah, yes, take it out of you. They do. And from the Hake House basement where he laid the plank vinyl flooring all by himself. Oh, yeah. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, Hake? Fabulous. Very good. So I just want to let everybody know we're recording on a Monday night this week because of Coach's very busy concert going schedule. <laughs> so we normally record late Tuesday night so that this is super fresh Wednesday morning. But I, I think the coach is going to see Cindy Lauper on Tuesday night. And, and they then just want to have fun. You're going to Cindy Lauper again on Wednesday night, is that right? Yeah, double. It's she's going to do that one album that she did that was really good. Then she's going to play the other one she really she did that was really good from start to finish. It's going to be epic. Okay, go ahead and tell me the real names of the people you're seeing again. I'm going to see a band called The Sword mm-hmm. on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it's Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. I have no response to that. That's okay. Okay. Well, very good. And the other note is uh, our last episode at. Uh, 96 minutes at a new record. So, <laughs> so we're, 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 we're trying to thin it down tonight. We're going to try and get back to that, that 45 minute sweet spot that we believe the best sport, sports podcast should. Hit. Now, now I, I don't want to add more time, but did, Pete, have you listened uh, back to your first intro to sports Wednesday and how long you said we thought it would be 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> We've gone over a little that. You know, we could do 20 minutes of sports talk, but that leaves no room for humor. And right. frankly, the 70 minutes of humor is what people tune in for. Oh, so, no. I like the way we went. Yeah. Let's get into it here on um, Act 1. We're going to touch base on the NBA playoffs now. Golden State and Houston are playing Game 1 uh, as we speak. It is tied at halftime at 56. Uh, last week, Coach, we talked a little bit about what Houston had to do to beat the Warriors. I, I just have a feeling that whoever wins this this game, like if Houston doesn't win this first game, I think they're they're just not going to win the series. You think they've got to win both at home? I just I think they got to make a statement in this first game. And I mean, the first game 
is a big deal, especially in this series since there's they're they're both heavyweights. I mean, um, but Houston being the team that that just desperately wants to be respected and desperately wants to knock off the king. Yeah, I th- I, I agree with that. That's some good insight. I think this one is is, is mega important. I don't say it's a must win, but it's going to be real hard to come back. Yeah, and uh, I will point out too that Draymond Green of the Warriors got a technical 56 seconds into the game for elbowing <laughs> James Harden in the paint. So this is going to be a heck of a series. It's going to be a good one. Uh, but let's hop over and talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. We don't do that very often here on the show. Uh, <laughs> Coach, you told me on Sunday, you said, hey, the Cavs didn't play very well today. And I said, did the Cavs play today? Because I honestly thought this series started tomorrow night. Uh, but turns out I didn't miss much. The Cavs could have used my lucky hat. What what went wrong for them in that game, Coach? This one felt very reminiscent to the blowout that they had uh, against Indiana, where they shot basically you know 20%. They couldn't hit anything from downtown. They were three for 26 from, from three-point range. I mean, and this team lives and dies by that. I mean, if they're three for 26, they're not winning. Even if, even if LeBron got 50, they weren't going to win this one. So I just, think, I just think they had a really cold night, came out flat in Celtics, playing at home in the Boston Garden, which is, which is a tough place to play regardless of the level of Boston. And, but Boston came out exploding, and Cavs had no answer. I think that about halfway they're like, okay, we'll just try game two. So, Coach, who are you rooting for? Uh, the Cavs or Coach Stevens? <laughs> See, this is, a, this is a tough one for me because – that game, the way they decimated the Cavs, um, showed just how good of a coach Brad Stevens is. <laughs> and I feel like everybody's going on my bandwagon because, like, everybody's talking about how great he is. And I've been talking about how great he is for a lot longer. So I feel like I should get more credit. Kind of like how you liked UB40 way before Red Red Wine came out. Yeah. <laughs> or or kind of like how... Kind of like how you predicted that the Cavs uh, Raptors was going to go seven games. That's just because you guys that's, took all the other ones, and that's the only one I was left with. That's true. Uh, okay, so let me I, – I did read today that Tyron Lue <laughs> Tyron – his response to that game was, maybe I'll start Tristan Thompson. Do you think that gets them anything? I mean, he was a spark in that – was that game seven or game six against um, Indiana? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I also I, – I, th- I really think they just were bad. They had a bad shooting night. Yeah. Yeah, you can't shoot three for 26 from the three-point range and expect to compete in today's NBA. If it was 1982 NBA, I think they'd be fine. No, they'd be fine. Those three – it'd be three for nine. They wouldn't shoot 26 three-pointers. So uh, game two of the series is actually going to play before this podcast drops. So we're going to have to kind of make our predictions now, even though when people are listening to this on Wednesday, they'll know how (laughs) stupid we were. Uh, (laughs) I, what are you predicting in that game? Uh, Cavs. Cavs will win this one. It'll be a close one. And I think a lot of them are going to be close, but I think they win that one. Um, I'll say they win it by three. How about you, Maestro? Yeah, I think the Cavs are going to come back strong. I think LeBron's going to have one of those obnoxious 42-point games. He's he's fired up. Yeah, if anybody deserved to have an off night or, or uh, you know a lower effort game, for game one, it's LeBron James, right? Because oh, yeah. You just wonder how, how long he can sustain the pace. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and, and it's a long series. I mean, it, it's – you're not expected to win both at, at, at their home. 
you just got to win one of them. And usually that first game, it's filled with so much emotion. The Celtics came out. They want to prove they deserve to be there. Good. They got their game, but they'll lose the second one. All right. Well, very good. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this Sports Wednesday fans, the Cavs and the Celtics will be nodded at one. Uh, now, if they come out of Boston down 2-0, coach. Ooh, that's a lot that of pressure. Change your prediction of the Cavs coming out of the East? No, I think they'll still come out. I still, I just still think they can. I don't think the Celtics can handle LeBron James in a seven-game series. I just don't. He okay. is and he's what, a motivated man. Maestro, so if the Cavs are down 2-0, you think they can still pull out the series? They got, they got to get into that final somehow. Yeah, they sure do. We've been calling it for months. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's our NBA playoff update. Luckily, there's fewer series to talk about, so they only took nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You might notice our, you know, we usually do a Hoopsters commercial with our first commercial, but uh, I think from now through the summer, we're going to dedicate our first commercial break to telling you guys about the Pelotonia. That is a bike ride that raises funds for the James Cancer Center here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it's been going on since 2011. It's it's a fantastic event. There's about 5,000 riders, and you commit to raise a certain amount of money. So the three of us are riding this year, 45-mile ride, so we each have to commit to raise $1,500. And uh, if we don't, they charge the balance on our credit cards. So there's a little bit of desperation there if you're coming up short on your donations. Now, uh, Maestro has generously allowed me to ask him one cancer question per episode. It's always so generous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Maestro, all I really had this week was, uh, are you you looking forward to the Peltonia? Oh, yeah. It's it's one of my favorite events of the year by far. It's it's so well done. you know, I don't, the organization, the logistics, everything. It's a, it's a great ride. I love it. Can I ask you a question? For show. Who do you like to ride better with me or, or, or Pete? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I like riding with both of you guys. I know. <laughs> I have a question for you guys though. Yes. Um, so my, my oldest son is 15 this year. Um, I, I think you're eligible to ride as a 14-year-old. And um, he, he kind of wants to ride with us. What do you guys think? I, up, if he's up, he's up. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's going to cut your donor base in half, but that'll be your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because my son asked that too, and I said, ooh. ooh. <laughs> Can I see your list? <laughs> Grandma, uh, are you going to have the party after the event again? It depends. Are you guys going to come? Yeah, of course oh, we're yeah. going to come. I'm just trying to get you on the record saying it's on. Oh, yeah. It's it's always on unless, you know, people are like, you know, it's kind of lame. Yeah, no, it's, it's I look forward to it all summer. Okay. Well, that's Peltonia. I'm going to put on the homepage at sportswednesday.com some links to... Um, our individual fundraising pages so you can go there click on the big man on campus link and donate to my <laughs> <laughs> that was well played uh, i have one other thing here and and it is pelotonia related and i'm sorry i meant to tell you i was adding this in so you know how we've been doing fitness challenges uh each week mm-hmm. we put out a new challenge um i just noticed today pelotonia has a new app out called pull p-u-l-l-l I, yes and basically 
Yeah, you 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 do exercises, and the more that you do, the more they donate to your ride. So corporate sponsors will donate, you know, a few dollars if you've run X number of miles, et cetera. So what I'd like to do is throw out the fitness challenges, have us all download this this app, and then we get a point on our overall scoreboard for whoever has raised the month the most each week using the app. Nice. Okay. I'm in. All right. I actually downloaded that app the other day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very good. So uh, it'll start tomorrow. So if you've, you know, mm. coach, we'll have to figure out how, where we're going to have to post, like, here's where I am today. And then yeah. like post a screenshot of the app in a week. Okay. We can do that. Very good. I think that's going to be uh, much more incentive than just the shame of being on the podcast saying I didn't do my jumping jacks. <laughs> I didn't do my jumping jacks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Let's, all right, let's, so could, let's save all the shame for the fantasy baseball, shall we? Oh, yes. okay. I'm all right. sharpening. Well, up. that brings us into Act Two. Could we have an Irish intro? Is this Act Two, not Act Three? Because I screwed that up it last is. time. That's right. It is Act Two. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Okay, get ready for Act Two. Looks like we're going to do a little football, not American football, but the real kind that you use your feet with. Get ready for Act Two. That's right. Uh, I have been uh, wanting to talk about soccer for a while. This will be our first real official soccer. Last week, we talked about defunct Major League Soccer teams. Uh, I want to talk about Major League Soccer because I, I, I did some research, and this league has been going since 1996. Right, And I remember growing up, right, every few years, somebody was trying out a new pro league, and then it would fold and lose money. Uh, but it looks like MLS has a pretty decent longevity. Uh, they did lose money hand over fist for their first three years, but now they're profitable and actually they are outdrawing the NHL in terms of fans. What? Really? Yeah. If Wikipedia is to be believed. Well, of course it is. So, so what do you guys think about major league soccer? I've gone to a few Columbus crew games, not as many as I'd like to, but I've always had a good time. Oh yeah. And I used to, I'd say, uh, from once the kids were maybe six, seven in that age, we, we tried to go to one a year. Um, which it, it is a, it is a good activity to take kids to. I mean, they don't really know what's going on, but there's enough cheering and going on, and it's it's an easy family activity. Um, I, I enjoy going to the games, um, but the longevity of the league, I I didn't think it was going to last. I still, God, it's this bad. I still don't think it will. I just don't think soccer works in America. Not even though you you just proved me wrong by saying that it's outdrawing NHL. I still just have no faith that it's just going to stick. Well, and you have to know the NHL has far more games in their season. Correct. Right? So, yes. so their average, you know, 100 games and Major League Soccer's maybe 20, 25 games. Uh, but what's interesting is it has a different corporate structure, right? So the league owns all of the teams. And then you, ha- you have an investor who's invested in your team. You kind of function as the owner that way. But that's that in, in that way, and plus they do all sorts of corporate s- sponsorships. You know, New York's team is the Red Bulls, so they're finding money where they need it to uh, to keep going. But I think they are profitable. I don't know that they're crazy profitable, but they do have a TV contract. So uh, I, I I just say hats off to them. I just I did not realize it's been twenty plus years uh, of Major League Soccer. No, and I I mean I went to the team that we have, like the crew. Um, when they, one of the original teams. Yeah. Once before they actually had their stadium, they played in cavernous, you know, Ohio stadium. Oh yeah. And I went to a game there and, and I mean, that was what, maybe year one, year two. And even then I was like, you know, this is nice, but it's not going to last. Yeah. 
I uh, I hate to say it, Maestro, but I think the last game I went to was when we took uh, Xander and Mattis when they were on the Blue Monkeys. <laughs> we went U5 soccer. We went my old Subaru. I remember that. Have you been since? I think I've been to one game since then. Yeah, but I always have a blast, and I, I like like uh, the the stadium and the view of the city and stuff. And I, when I'm there, I'm like, I should come to more games. And then five years go by. But my kids don't play soccer, so that's part of it. I went to the when they went to the finals and they played the the Sounders Portland. Yeah, when they played, she's not Sounders. When they played Portland, the Timbers, and I went to the first game. And they won it, and it was electric. I mean, it's like what you said, Pete, the other day, talking about going to a a playoff game compared to a regular season. And it was, it was, it was awesome. Like anytime they had a push, the, the crowd got on their feet. Any shot was, it was fun, and it was chippy. Like they, there were a couple of yellow cards, so, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And there's that, there's that one section at the stadium where the diehards are, and they are. I mean, they bring the energy every minute of that entire game. Oh yeah, they, the, they're definitely the, more the European. Bubuzelas and yeah, yeah and they're the, the Columbus till I die section. So, so uh, and the sadness is, it looks like we may be losing the team to Austin, Texas, because of this raw deal. Our current investor owner, Steve Precourt. Uh, now, I'm not sure what his rationale is for moving the team. He's going to get a new downtown stadium in Austin. Is that basically it? He okay, so he is attempting to do this, but he he is hoping for free land. He wants basically their, their park land. He wants he'll pay for the construction, so to speak, but uh, they need to give him the land. And I don't think they they really didn't know that that was the deal. So it's not a done deal, but I think they'll eventually find a sure. way. Well, he's also been sued because in Ohio we have what's called the Art Model Law, which means you have to give a certain amount of notice before you move a professional sports team. And uh, people feel like when he announced this, it wasn't done in the right way. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, and we are talking. People are talking about a downtown stadium in Columbus. I don't see that happening. No, but I think that's a that's a hail mary. What's interesting uh, for folks who are not from Columbus, uh, so our our stadium, it's soccer-specific. It was Lamar Hunt, who owns Kansas City Chiefs, was the first owner of the crew and built that stadium. Uh, it is on the Ohio State Fairgrounds, so there's plenty of place to park. People come and tailgate with their RVs and everything like that, but there's nothing around there, right? Right. I mean, you can go to McDonald's on 11th, and that's about it. Um, so it's not it's not that sort of downtown experience like we have with our Columbus Clippers minor league baseball team. Uh, I think it's a great stadium from the outside. It looks kind of amateurish though, right? Yeah. Because it's, it, it's metal bleachers basically inside. It's beautiful and it's soccer. It was designed for soccer. So the views are great. Um, but it, you know, from the outside, it doesn't have the look and feel and people are saying, well, it's time for a new stadium. Yeah. And it's also missing the, the one thing that draws the most money when you, which is those luxury boxes. Cheerleader. Cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What do you think? Cheerleaders in luxury you? boxes. I agree with you, Pete. I mean, from the outside, it does look sort of uh Bush league, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's perfectly functional. I don't know. Yeah. It and it seems like the U S uh, national teams play there frequently because it's soccer specific. Well, they usually I mean, play that, a, that, a game against Mexico. Yeah. yeah, and that that place is rocking when the when Mexico comes to town. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, very good. Well, hopefully uh, we'll find a way to save the crew. Uh, I know, I know, Maestro, your your nephew Tyler is passionate about that on the social Very media. Much, so yeah. 
I've never seen him talk about anything so much as that. And also John Cougar Mellencamp. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go hand in hand. Yeah. So, uh, and here's the other thing. Cincinnati is about to be awarded an MLS yeah, franchise. Which is not and, good for And us. They, did, they did get free land from them. And yeah, so so I think that's pretty much the nail in the coffin for the crew. Now it's possible we'll pick up a franchise for one of these Ugh. lower level leagues, but it's not looking good for them. So I know we, we talked about defunct teams last last week, but I want to talk about this movement in Major League Soccer towards European sounding team names. Yes, right, because when it started, there were several franchises that did this. The Crew was not among them, but then even the Crew has changed their name to Crew SC for soccer yes. club. Mm. Right now, it seems like, you know, other than the L.A. Galaxy and the New England Revolution, most of the most of the teams have a European style name. Well, they're desperately want. It's the little brother that wants the big brother to like them. (laughs) It's they just like, please look at us, Europe. We're premier, too. We've got names like yours. (laughs) They're like, "Nah, you're not as good as us. What what do you think about it, Maestro? I kind of I mean, I think the team names sound cool. I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's all the it's all that sort of soccer panache. Yeah, yeah. You know, little, I think I think the kids like to wear if they want the kids to buy the you know the jerseys and stuff. So if it looks like it's European or legit, you know, then the kids are going to buy it. Yeah, because you ask any yeah. soccer kids around here, their favorite soccer players don't play in America. Uh, Chelsea, they just yeah. don't like, yeah. and that's just the MLS to the rest of the world is a minor league soccer system. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's coming from a soccer dad. Yeah. Who? Harsh bro. Me? <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, what do you what do you say about trying to effort a, a Sports Wednesday Columbus crew outing here in what may be our final season? Let's I, do it. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I need to effort a crew hat. Also. Yes. And we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna chest paint. Nice. <laughs> I just threw that out there. As long as it doesn't conflict with any uh any concerts that Yeah, yeah, we gotta check my schedule. That's right. Coach, very busy. All right, so so that's uh, Act Two. Hey guys, we're doing well on the time. We Let's are. keep moving forward. Uh, but before we go into Act Two, I have to remind you all that Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball themed board game you've never played. Why haven't they played it, Coach? Because we haven't brought it to market yet. They absolutely have not brought it to market, but we are efforting. Serious it, so. efforting. Each week we give a little update on our progress. Uh, this this weekend I tried a few different wood transfer methods. Very impressed. Yes. Yeah, and uh, they didn't work out, but it's good to it's you know negative results are still results. They're results, and you 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 we can scratch them off, literally and figuratively, right. and then move on to the next. That's right. And uh, just a reminder: if you go to hoopsters.store or sportswednesday.com and click on newsletter, plug in your email address, and then we will keep you up to date on the development of Hoopsters. You'll be among the first to be able to buy the sets when they're available. And uh, the next four people will still get a (laughs) magic eight ball pen where you click it, and then it answers your question. So it just absolves you of the burden of decision making. And I didn't hit my six subscribers. Yeah, we're trying to get to 10. So. Uh, we picked up zero in the past week. I know so that was not that was not good efforting, Coach. No, it wasn't. I I have to admit my efforting was low. Okay, well, hopefully we'll pick it up. We for will. This week's we show. will. That was hoopsters. Okay, uh, Act Three. We got some Act Three intro music there, Maestro. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think I got. I think I got one. Okay, what do you got?
Ain't it funny how the night moves? Coach, I thought you were going to go for it. I was, waiting I was thinking about it. Excellent. Maestro, it's sounding great tonight, Coach by the way. Coach loves <laughs> He's got a ticket stub on display. I do. Bob Well, folks, if, uh, if, if our Maestro's cancer segment wasn't the highlight of your day, this next one certainly will be. Oh. I like to say this is the part of the podcast where you can go to the bathroom if you need to. <laughs> You're not missing much when we discuss what hat are you wearing? Coach, are you wearing a hat? I'm wearing a hat. You gonna guess? And I won't I say it this time. I won't ruin it. Ambush. Ambush. Are you guessing an ambush hat, Maestro? Ambush. <laughs> I think that's what I keep saying it for. Okay. That I'm is... gonna guess it's a, a Syracuse hat. Oh. It, you, neither of you are, are correct. It is not oh. ambush. And it's not the Qs. It's actually the hometown... Ohio State Buckeyes. It's a hat that I purchased when they went to the Final Four in 98. I bought it before I went to watch it at a bar. So it's 20 nice. years old. Ohio State. Who was on that team again? Scooney Penn. Scooney Penn. Yes. Right. It actually didn't exist. because got- Greg Oden was Greg No, Oden Greg Oden was not on that team. Okay. No, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. Sorry. My Buckeye cred is, is faltering. Maestro, are you wearing a hat today? Oh, yeah. Hmm. You weren't wearing. Oh, oh, he was boasting about the size of his hat collection last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll much. never get. This. You'll never get this one. Oh, really? Oh, never. okay. Uh, I'm going to say it is a Pittsburgh Penguins hat. Mm, you've asked that one already. I don't have a Penguins hat. Only sweaters. Oh yeah, that was a I'm going to say it's the it's an Indiana University of Pennsylvania hat. Am I right? No. Oh. All right. What do you got? <laughs> it is my classic Brooklyn Dodgers hat. Oh, nice. Oh, the old B. I bought it in Los Angeles a few years ago. Which doesn't make sense. When you were there on tour? <laughs> Vintage styling. No, that's when he took a family trip, right? Yeah, it was a family trip. Yeah. Is it is it white with a, a blue B or is blue, it blue with white? A, uh, you'll have to uh, check Instagram in a couple days. Yeah, that's, that's right, folks. Check Instagram in a couple oh. days. We can't get that out tonight. That would be too much too soon on the old Instagram feed. What hat are you wearing? Okay, oh, uh, fellas, hey, are, are uh, you wearing a hat? Actually, uh, I'm wearing a shirt tonight. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, Pete. We always we always uh, in classic style. Don't ask Pete what hat he's wearing. That's right. That's right. And so I have to tell you guys probably know this. There's a lot of weird rules being the big man on campus. And one is if I have a shirt with writing on it, I can't wear a hat, uh, particularly if they clash. Like I could never wear an Indian's hat and a Cavs shirt. It, it's just one of those things you I can't, can't do. do it. And I got a brand new shirt. I was so excited. It came in the mail today. So so for me, it's what shirt am I wearing? Okay. You got a new shirt. And I'm guessing that it's sports related. It's sports related. It's really. It's related. Yes, it's sports related. Related to my final thought from last week. Oh, you got a uh, Cobra Kai shirt. I absolutely did. And it is sweet. (laughs) That is ridiculous. I know. I love it so much. Oh, I'm jealous. So uh, check it it out on Instagram to see the Cobra Kai shirt. You should have a headband on. (laughs) I know. That would be the the bomb. Do kids still say the bomb? Probably not. No, they don't. Okay. All right, welcome back from the the restroom. If you missed what hat are you wearing, check us out on Instagram. 
I was actually going to just introduce that segment by saying it's time for what shirt are you wearing and see if you can, <laughs> can roll with it. <laughs> wearing a shirt? No. No. <laughs> All right. So act three, we got uh, lots of things to get to. Trivia, locks of the week, things like that. Uh, last, week, lock, last week's locks, we were picking Major League Soccer games. Uh, I picked the crew to beat Philadelphia and they won. So that's plus one me. This- and Maestro pays, picked, picked my Portland pick. to win over... Yeah, plus one to him. And then, Coach, your L.A. New York, that ended up a, a zero-zero tie. So that's plus zero for you. Mm, ties. Somebody knows a lot about ties. And, uh, so I, brought, so so I'm gonna I hate the, that. Yeah, I want to give you the standings. I got to point <laughs> out. Uh, We're tied. Maestro, Maestro's upset special also came oh, in, sh- uh, which was the Winnipeg Jets. So he got his point this week. So he's at 68 out of 101. Uh-huh. Still an amazing uh, and Coach and I are both at 57 of 101. So my uh, my point grab for the Kentucky Derby strategy has been working out. Yeah, I'm rich, nice job. Rooting for you, big man. That's right. Now, last week's, um, last week's lock was we had to pick how many wins the Yankees, who were on fire last week, would get in, in this week. Uh, there's one game left tomorrow night. They're playing the Nationals. They currently have three. Oh, so come on, Yanks. They win tomorrow night. Coach and I both pick up both, both pick up a – um, point, but Maestro, you are mathematically eliminated. Good. It's about time. So. Go Nats. Go Nats. Lost of the week. <laughs> okay. So this week's lock, I, I, I thought this would be fun. It's going to be basically uh, one point for the three of us competing for it. I want you to say game two of the Golden State Houston Rockets series combined points closest to the pin win. So not prices right rules. Whoever's closest gets the point. I'll let I'll let uh, Crybaby go first. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, All right, I'm gonna coach. I'm gonna say that's you. Yeah, I, I figured that. I'm gonna do uh, two hundred and seven points. Okay, Peter, go ahead. Two hundred. Uh, I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna say two hundred fourteen points. What? Damn it, that gives me seven points to play with. If you go anywhere between seven and 14, so help me, Mr. Hake. 194. Going low, 194. Okay, so uh, now if there's a tie, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I, think I we'll get the point. Down on something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, right now the Warriors are up 78 to 70 with five minutes left in the third. Okay. Okay. So upset specials. Upset specials don't count against your record. If you get them, you get them. Like the Maestro got plus one for the Jets. Uh, that also led to a new Coach Maestro bet. You guys are double or nothing mm-hmm. now. I couldn't remember if this was discussed on last week's show or if it happened by text message. And I think the answer is text I believe message. so. Double or nothing. You can take that to the bank. Okay, so Coach had won a six-pack from Maestro when the Caps beat the Pens. And uh, you were... On the show, bragging, you were going to drink, 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 drink. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? Yeah, but then you immediately doubled down. And this is on the Jets Las Vegas series, correct? Yeah, is it Jets Las Vegas? Yes. I am. Yes, we doubled down. He's super informed when he makes these bets. So, and yeah, the Jets won game one, but Las Vegas is winning three to one right now with about 359 left in the third. All right, here we go. You know, honestly, from a, I I think both of those teams, it's a win-win for me. Oh, yeah. Those those stories are the best in the NHL right now as far as. uh, Oh, absolutely. 
I think Vegas is a great story and, and Winnipeg obviously is, is a great story too. So. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, so this week's upset special, we're going to move to baseball and uh, we're going to talk about losing teams in baseball, something I know a little bit about, and so does Coach and <laughs> certainly yes. Maestro. Yes, I know a lot. All right, so your upset special now, you want to pick which MLB team, which is in last place right now, will win more games than they lose between uh, tomorrow and next Tuesday night's show. Who gets to go first? Let's have Maestro go first, Coach. You went first on the lock, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know he's going to take. He's going to take my team. I just know it. Hey, this will be the best if he does. <laughs> I'm going to take the Orioles. Oh, good. 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 He made. He made a bad pick. That's good. Okay. The Baltimore Orioles are currently uh, 13 and 28, 15 and a half games out of first, um, but they are on a one-game win streak. So you got that. Ooh, I love that. You know, I put these things in the show sheet, and you think I would stop and research them at that time, and I never do. Again, you didn't. So, yes. All right, who are you picking, Coach? I'm going to take the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Texas That's Rangers. 16 and 26, they are a disappointment. People thought they were going to be a little better this year than they are. That's a correct. That's a yeah, Pete pick. He loves his Rangers. I do like those I know. Rangers. Uh, man, I cannot go for the Reds. I want to. I'm not. I'm going to go with the San Diego no. Padres. Good pick. Yeah, I was going to say 26. You... Maybe they'll call up coaches minor leaguer. Oh, and he'll be the one that puts you That's over the right. edge. That'd be fantastic. Go Eric Lauer. Yeah. Uh, anything else about baseball that you want to talk about? Man, the, the Yankees and Red Sox both look great this year. That's just going to be a great series every single time they meet. Boring. No, the East is where. Boring. <laughs> the East is where it's at. Sure. Not that the Cleveland Indians 20 and 20 first place record isn't impressive. It certainly is. Yes, it is. And they're still up by what? Probably eight games. Yeah. <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint, gentlemen. It is a marathon. I know. Thank you for saying that. Hey, you know what tastes pretty good right now? A zinger. Yeah. The other thing I thought we should talk about our fantasy baseball team. How are we doing there, Maestro, in the fantasy baseball team? I am... Undefeated. <laughs> that is just so miss. Okay, come on, don't misguide the listeners. So for the second for the second consecutive week that he's managed the team, Maestro has managed to to eke out a tie against our <laughs> opponent. Uh, he was you were ahead for most of the week. I don't know what happened to there to you there. I don't know. I it's all it's all it looks like a foreign language that stuff. All those things it's it seemed like you're a little panicky on the text thread you're like what move should i make like you I make had the all move. the starters starting all the good ones right and not a i wanted to say that out of all of your six moves you're allowed to make and i you had one job make one move <laughs> you failed at that you failed at it coach you, i know you that honestly you, think my I, one move would have changed the outcome you don't think one player matters? <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I know that you obsess over this. What move should he have made to, to pull out the win? Well, he's got – if he would have done his homework and looked, <laughs> that we had two players sitting on the disabled list. One of them just went back on the disabled list with elbow problems. He is a pitcher. That is a pure red flag that this guy is going to need Tommy John surgery. You drop him immediately and pick up the most available – reliever at that time to get stats. I gotcha. And then when you get the stats, you win the game. Mm. 
So, Coach Ewa, you took over again starting uh, this morning, actually. No, it's it's you. No, it's go. It's it's you, Coach. It's me. Yeah. Oh, good. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been holding off moves. I thought it was you. No, no, it's definitely you. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I'm losing. That means I was holding back. I have plenty of moves to make. I'm losing by one now. I will say. Thanks. I will say this: if you end up losing this week, I think we're going to just let Micegrow have ten minutes just to rub it in the next show. <laughs> I yeah, will do everything will, possible not to not that happen. Let his team lose this week. Trivia. So, okay. Well, it's time for trivia, and we're doing baseball trivia now. I wanted uh, bad baseball trivia, by which I mean, you know, the dubious records, the ones you don't want to hold. Um, and also, because we're trying to keep our show a little a little shorter, coach, we're not going to do name fifty of the fifty five. No, <laughs> mine's easy. Winners. Okay. Uh, so much more fun that way. I know it is. And I wish I wish we could do that every week, but we can't. Uh, so let's go ahead and hit me up with uh, your bad baseball trivia. Okay. So uh, most consecutive uh, strikeouts by a player. That means in how many plate appearances is the most. Like this person, in how many plate appearances this person came up and struck out. Uh, and can you give us the I, era? Uh, the era is in the 60s. You, pre- you won't get the guy, oh, but it was so in the 60s. It was six, 1965, so I'm, I want the number. The number is uh, anywhere between, I'll say it's less than, I'll say it's less than 20. Somewhere in there. All right, Maestro, what do you think? 15. 15. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 12, and I'm going to guess it was Mario Mendoza. Oh, so close. Did you say 12? Yeah. All right, it was 11. By Dean Chance Dean of the Chance. California Angels. California Angels. 11 straight, 11 straight plate appearances he struck out. Wow. Should we try an effort in the interview with him? I think we should. Talk about your 11 straight strikeouts. So what did you feel like when you got to eight? Did you feel like you were going to have three more? <laughs> All right. How did nine feel? Describe the feeling. That was a good one. And nice and tight, Coach. Very good. Uh, how about you, Maestro? Yeah. What do you got? I'm getting better. So uh, I was thinking about, you know, What do you got? <laughs> How many uh, picks I got? Oh, 68. No, All right. I'll shut up. <laughs> um, no, I say, you know, as a pitcher, I always feel bad for those guys when they give up the big homer. Um, yeah. So then I was thinking about, well, crap, I wonder who's given up the most grand slams. So mm. I, I did a little dig in there. Um, and what's the, what's the high, what's the number? You guys have a guess? Say it's less. The most grand slams in a in career? A career yeah. Or in a, a career. By a, by a single pitcher. By a single pitcher, I'd say in a career, I'd say he's given up eight. I'm going to say 20. 20. Hmm, you got it covered. Uh, the most <laughs> is, uh, his name is Kenny Rogers. Uh, oh, yeah. Kenny Rogers. He gave up 11. Um, 11. Yeah, guess, who, guess who comes in second with 10? Nolan Ryan? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I had to oh, guess it was one of these long careers, right? Yeah. Yes. And Kenny did play a while. The yeah. gambler. 80, the gambler. 89 to 08. Okay, so right now, and this isn't on the show sheet, we're going to start naming Kenny Rogers songs until we can't name any more. I'm going to start with The Gambler. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a fun segment. Come on. Oh, come Island's on. in the stream. All right. Oh. Maestro. 
Come on, right, Maestro. Coward of the County. Oh, yeah. Reuben James. Lady. Didn't he sing Lady? Uh, Lucille. He sang Lady. No, Lady. Yeah, he did sing Lady. lady. But, uh, oh, he did? But guess who, guess yeah. who wrote Lady? Uh, who? Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Because wow. he also sings that, too. All right, Coach. There's one more Kenny Rogers song that I'm thinking of that you should know. I should know? Yep. It involves a certain young lady taking her love to town. Why don't I know that? Ruby. <laughs> Ruby? Yeah, haven't you ever heard that song? No. All right, you have uh, low Kenny Rogers knowledge. That's for oh, sure. Oh, big time. LKRK. Uh, very good. So uh, that is a good lesson to me. Don't throw out random Kenny Rogers challenges. Right. Well, no, it's good for you because you'll probably ask for points next time like you did with the horse racing. Nice job. Actually, I get a point for everyone I mention. So Through that's like the seven. year! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the classic. That's my mom's. That is classic. All right. I got a trivia question here for you guys. And again, it, it'll be a guess the number, but you might be able to guess this guy's name because uh, he's contemporary. Uh, the, n- the longest number of losses by a pitcher. And oh, the number? decision, yeah. The most losses, mm-hmm. it's over 20. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, oh gosh. Is it Chichi? He was Chichi Rodriguez? No, he was on the, was he on the, the Tigers? Uh, he was not. Oh. Did he okay. Did he go on and start a bar called Cheers? Uh, it was not Sam Mayday Malone. He was a relief pitcher. <laughs> With the tone, I know that was that condescending. Um, can oh I have a God. hint? Why don't I? I mean, 20, 20 losses. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Maestro to guess a number. Oh, fifteen. Uh, fifteen. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's twenty-seven losses. Twenty-seven and, uh, losses. Yes, and I am uh, gonna. Man, this is gonna take a turn. Why didn't I read this whole thing? <laughs> so oh. is An- Anthony Young? Anthony. Oh, Anthony Young. Did he play for the Cubs? The Cubs, the Astros, and yes, the Mets. Yes, Yeah, and I'm looking at it, and it says right here, Anthony Young, January 19th, 1966 to June 27th, 2017. And I'm like, oh, why would they put the end date of his major league career? But as it turns out, he had a brain tumor and died in 2017. Oh, boy, you love to pick those. Oh, well done. Well done. After retiring, he worked at a chemical plant. Oh, Wow. Yeah, Jeez. So, yeah, that did take a turn. I don't even I think remember I that one. Are you guys wearing shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Dean Chance. Uh, how about a little music to, to lift the moods back up there, Maestro? Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Very good. All right, time for corrections. I've got a couple corrections. Anyone else have corrections they want to jump in with? Uh, no. No. No, 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 no. Except the big man on campus who last week referred to comedian Aziz Asari, and it's Aziz Ansari. Uh, also, talked about, we were talking about the, the book Friday Night Lights, which uh, the series was based on. 
It was written by H.G. Bissinger. I couldn't remember his name. And actually, once uh, once that book came out, he was no longer welcomed in Permian, Texas. Mm. And uh, his, They were not happy about his it. His sister is uh, Kim Basinger. I don't think so. No. <laughs> 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 it would be weird that they spelled their last names differently. Yeah, right? so, but you know, you have what you have. Also, last week in discussing the Caps pens... Uh, deciding game I said this one guy on the cap scored this goal against the other guy on the pens and the, that won the game for them so I did look it up it was Yevgeny Kuznetsov who scored the game winner versus pens goalie Matt Murray who had otherwise had a great game he had 28 saves but he did not uh, save the game did winner. not save the game winner well you'll have that very good so, and, and uh, our efforting updates, efforting are things we're trying to do to get on the show. I'm trying to get it, still trying to get an interview with Toby Hera. No luck on Twitter. Uh, you guys might notice on the invited page at sportswednesday.com, I have an open letter to Toby Hera laying out the case for why he should let us interview him. Uh, I've also been trying to communicate with a Toby Hera Jr., who, uh, interestingly enough, is going to play football in Permian, Texas mm-hmm. for the University of Texas Permian Basin. Uh, to see if he's related at all. But uh, so far, just absolutely zero progress on the Toby Hero interview. I did get an answer finally from a Denver Nuggets fan. Uh, in fact, people in Denver do call the Nuggets the Nugs, and uh, that has not changed at all because of the Card- Nugs for Carter movement on Twitter. Okay. Nugs. Uh, interesting. And, and the Twitter was, uh, the Twitter says, we are the largest Denver Nuggets fan community. But... The handle is the Denver Stiffs. <laughs> so they, I guess they're just not happy with the Nugs. Apparently not. So very good. And that brings us to, uh, all right, Coach. So we were last week talking about what episode you should share with your mother-in-law. Uh, we did a Twitter pool. Um, poll, not a poll. I like pools. Yeah. And uh, it's hard because you don't get a lot of characters when you do a Twitter poll. But uh, we did have a tie there between like any episode. Yes. Where you uh, where you slam Kentucky, uh, or the base runner, right? Uh, the base running episode. That's right. So, but you have an update for us on your mother in law listening to the podcast. yes. So she apparently did listen, and in a text message, she basically just said to me, to her daughter, my wife, why can't Matt just love Kentucky because of us? <laughs> <laughs> and Joan and Ron. If I can only say this, I do care for you. I love you, but that's a that's a tough sell. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I was like, if if liking Kentucky basketball is in the prenup, you just need to back away. Yeah. <laughs> they got enough followers. But do you think she, she was? Do you think she was? Being oh, funny absolutely, with that? being that funny a, about it. Yeah, yeah. pretty funny yes. joke. Right. So that was fun, though. Yeah, that was. Hopefully, uh, coach, coach's mother-in-law, if if you are. Uh, Still listening, you know, tweet at us. Uh, let us know funny, silly things that Coach does that we can make fun of him for on Excellent. the show. And then the last thing, and I, I noticed this last week, on ESPN.com, <laughs> when, you, you know, like you want to see the baseball standings, the link says standings, right? Football, yes. it says standings. For soccer, it says soccer tables. And I don't get that, but... Do you get that? I, I think that I, I think that it that they're borrowing from the Europeans. Again. Of course they are. They're just totally so jealous. Beat, like see a, an English newspaper in London. The tables saying here 
Yeah, the soccer tables. Soccer tables. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Manchester United. (laughs) Manchester. Hey, Man City. Liverpool. I'm going to effort effort and answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Today's tables. Liverpool. They're down by two points to Man City. (laughs) Did you see today's tables? You guys haven't adopted... um, you know, Can you uh, believe it? What is that league? The Premier League? No. And people ask me, and, and yes. I always defer. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I love Manchester. I love Manchester United. I love Man U. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we do too. And then they start naming players. I'm like, mm, I like that guy. I like that guy a lot. Man City. How about you, Maestro? Do you he have does. a favorite uh, Premier League team? I'm a Bundesliga man. Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, man, but I just saw in my head a T-shirt that says I'm a Bundesliga man. I want that T-shirt. And I think it could be awesome. So, so, are you wearing a shirt? German <laughs> League. So you got Premier Leagues in, in Britain. Uh, yeah. Bundesliga is in Germans. They play a different brand of soccer. So they do. They do. Franz Beckenbauer. <laughs> Liverpool. Final thoughts. Well, we are running a little I bit know. over our goal. As we get come into final thoughts, but that's okay. We'll probably be able to edit a good 25, 30 seconds out of this thing before yeah. we publish it. Yeah. How about a little final thoughts mm-hmm. music there, yep. Maestro? Yes, sir. GDC, baby. Mm. Nice work. All right. Uh, how about your final thought, Maestro? I have a couple, but I'm t- toggling. Which route do I go? You're a toggler. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Dwayne Casey. What do you guys think about that? What? That he got canned. I mean, he, he had like a great oh, record. Casey. You know, teams. Yeah, teams in the NBA would kill to have a record like that. Yeah, he lost to LeBron a couple years ago. Do you sacrifice that? I don't know. I mean, I thought the same thing. I thought that was a little harsh, but I mean, they already had it going into the playoffs. They're like, if he doesn't get past LeBron, it's it's time for a change. Timing was bad, though. <laughs> Coach of the year. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it that is tough because well they always implode in the playoffs, right? I mean he's like the Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, and it just coach. it just shows what what you need to beat a LeBron team is more than two decent stars and nobody else. Pete, that's a bold statement. Do you have anything to back that? I mean, is he has he had that reputation in previous teams? Dwayne Casey? Yeah. I'm I'm talking more just about the Raptors. Constant implosion in the oh, playoffs, I think whether it's because you said Marty Schottenheimer, I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, like I always thought, Marty Schottenheimer was a, a great coach, but he just couldn't get to past yeah. the championship game. He never did the Super Bowl, no matter how hard he tried. Yeah. So um, I don't think any team yeah. in the East is going to get to the championship as long as LeBron is still playing in the East. It sure looks that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, if I was an NBA owner, I oh, would he- snap him up, though. Oh, he'll get another job. If it's not this year, he'll sit and wait, and then next year he'll pick his job. He'll he'll coach again. That's the NBA. They recycle everybody. And and uh, who do we think should be the front front runner for the David, Toronto job? David, David, David <laughs> Blatt. <laughs> David, David, David Blatt. Blatt. 
Blatt would be a good fit in Toronto. I think he would too. But as I'm looking here online, uh, there's a story that says Master P says he would be perfect coach for the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rapper, right? Yes. Who who fancies who fancies himself a basketball player? What about somebody sure. like say Becky Hammond? Who's Becky Hammond? Is she the the assistant at San, uh, San Antonio? Yes. Yeah. I it, at some point they're going to have to give a female coach a chance. Why not now? Have to give that would be have great. to give Matt. Not have to, yeah, because she deserves it. I'm saying they're going to have to break down the walls of the old boys club. I didn't like and give her a chance. Oh, did it? Say, you misread it. I'm so saying you're going to have to give it to some late children sometime. <laughs> that is not what I said. I said, Pete, you, yes. you, tell, you tell us in post how that sounds. I will. Well, we'll review that for sure. Uh, no, I think I, actually, Coach. I think you're okay there. Uh, but what do you think about John Calipari for the Raptors? Oh, please, we love him. Oh, Tubby Smith. <laughs> Both of them. They can, Tubby can be his assistant. Yeah. Interesting uh, final thought there, Maestro. Good one though on Dwayne Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did take us a minute to figure out who you're talking about, but you know what? That's medium level sports. It stuff. really is. How about you, Coach? What's your final? Okay, thought? my final thought has zero to do with sports. But I was at um, Home Depot the other day. And it was on a Sunday. Victor Home Depot. Yes, Victor Home Depot. And I've, I've thought this for a while. What did I get? Did you get some fertilizer? Fertilizer. And uh, and going in on a weekend, Malt. the uh, the clientele there, it's so different than if you walk in. I don't know if you've been into Hope Deep, Home Depot like on a weekday, in the middle of the day, it's the contractors. They're wearing kind of the, the dirty pants. Their hands are dirty. They're getting things that you don't recognize. They're not buying the lawnmowers. They're buying those parts that go to something that they're building. They look like they're doing things, but then you go on a Sunday and every dude in there is walking around in their cargo shorts and they're not alone because they're about five to six steps behind their significant other who is leading the charge. And you just know they're not going to anything cool. They're not looking at lawnmowers. They're looking at like window treatments or they're looking at paint colors. <laughs> and you're just Or like those, those like flats of, of, Flowers that Correct. you buy that only live You know for what one you summer? don't see those two at? They're not like in the lumber section and they're not, you know, doing anything like that. And it's just, I'm telling you, next time go to Home Depot or Lowe's on a Sunday and just sit back and watch. It's a phenomenon. Yeah, the, other, can, uh, the other version of that too is the frantic dad who's got like two little kids. Oh, yes. That, that aren't keeping up. Yep. And he he's there. He's got five minutes to get like six things and they're in opposite corners of the store. And he's like, Come on, Kevin! Keep <laughs> up, come on! Kevin! Where, where's your sister? Why is she on that pallet? God damn it! Hey, uh, at my Home Depot, I always feel bad because it's around this point of the year where you got to buy like 30 bags of mulch to mulch yes. your beds. And uh, it's typically loaded by like one of my kids' teachers who has taken a job <laughs> yeah. there for the summer. Thank you, I'm always, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Mr. Lofman, but could you load these, please? <laughs> and watch the back of my car, please. Yeah, very good. So, okay, a completely non-sports related uh, final thought there, Coach. That's okay. It's, uh, there's no guardrails yeah, there. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I, I, I do have a quick, quick, quick question. Quick, quick. Are you, are you, are you, uh, cool, 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 coming out against cargo shorts? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I plead the fifth on that one? 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, because the answer is yes, you're off the show. I'll tell you it's, that. I, I, let's say that I'm I'm in transition when it comes to cargo shorts. <laughs> but but I know they're, they they're are so convenient. convenient. You have extra They are pockets. convenient. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you, I do own several pairs of cargo shorts. I like to wear them when we have a film shoot because okay. I can keep lenses yes, in those big Functional, pockets. very good. That's good. One time I wore them when I took like parking with turned eight and I took like him and a bunch of other eight year olds to Magic Mountain, you know, and and you do the deal and they're like, oh, here's your and you 300. um, Yes. So then so then she goes, and it's also your time for laser tag. So I went down there and I had to put the 300 coins on either side of my cargo shorts and then play laser tag as I was like running around and it was like, that's excellent. I don't know why they don't just say, we'll hold your 300 coins till you get they back really to the laser should. tag. And now they give you a card. Maestro, Maestro what's your take on cargo they, shorts? They get a bad rap. I mean, I think they're, they're an easy target. Poor cargo shorts. Now, uh, all like, our cargo shorts wears are going to are, are like, yeah, I totally love these things, man. These are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Like any comedian. Any comedian that's sort of slamming that suburban dad, they're like, oh, here comes a dad in this uh, cargo shorts. Yes, it's a, that's an easy target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> as long as you don't come after cutoff jeans, because no. basically I'm out at that point. I will I, cut off jeans, <laughs> done well, good. Jorts on their own, we'll talk. Yeah, with... Cut off jeans, no shirt. That's me, That's baby. You. I did. I did. Uh, I did manage to get Matt and his uh, assistant coaches to uh, wear oh. um, um, pants, baseball pants, sometime this season. I think they talked about maybe doing it the last game. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that'd be good. That's gonna look good. That's gonna good. look real good. Nine. That'll be some quality Instagram oh, content yes. for us. I hope it's. I hope it's a tournament. It's real hot. It's like uh, ninety five. I'm going to have to grow a nice mustache oh. for that, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, my final thought, uh, awfully quick, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the big Supreme Court yes. ruling came down today, which basically said uh, states are allowed to choose whether or not they want to allow sports gambling. Uh, so now, you know, now you can only really legally gamble in Nevada uh, with the sports book. But um, now you can in New Jersey. This is where the case was gamble there and then about 20 states including ohio have bills in the works to legalize sports gambling and i'm curious what you thought about that coach i know you uh, have a gambling problem so i'm assuming you're you're (laughs) correct this was a horrible thing this is a horrible thing that just happened (laughs) because i could always say i I can't bet because it's illegal now if they're going to make it legal we could be in trouble oh man that's okay two out of your three kids can go to college well one out of three ain't bad but uh, what do you think about that, Maestro? I could care less. Okay. I mean, do you guys think at all there might be like more pressure to fix games and things like that? If there's No. I, I think they could do that now. There's enough sports gambling right now offshore or you could do it now. And it, I heard this today on sports radio that um, fixing the games, the players just make way too much money that there's no incentive for some sketchy guy to come in and offer them $100,000 when they make 50 times that. Hmm. So I don't think so. Well, it did, it did remind me like when, when I'm in England, 
you know, there's these sports books. They're like everywhere. You know, it's like in every strip mall, there's a Ladbrokes or somewhere and you just go in there, you make your bets and you come back out. It doesn't seem, uh, you know, too seedy or anything like that. No, and I enjoy it. It's just fun. You put one little bet and you get two hours to watch it. Sounds like a problem to me. No, 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 no. I can totally control it. Totally control it. So I totally. think then the one uh, casualty of the Supreme Court ruling is guys who thought it was cool to say my bookie. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that bookie means you mean the casino. Yeah. There, yeah. There's no. It's no longer a shady guy that you you know who has cargo shorts on and hangs out in the malt section <laughs> at Home Depot. A <laughs> little notebook. <laughs> hey man. Hey, I'm gonna put fifty. I'm gonna put fifty on the Timbers to beat the Sounders. <laughs> <laughs> that is that guy. You're on. All right. Uh, anything else we got to get out? So we were shooting for 45 minutes. We're at an hour and three minutes. You got some time. Cut cut out everything that uh, Maestro says. We'll get it down to 45. Absolutely. So anything else that we need? Uh, by the way, um, Warriors are up 102 to 91 with 626 left. Okay. That could be ball game. Could be ball game there. All right, Coach, you want to you wanna send us out? Yeah. So go ahead and pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head and go to bed because we just did an episode of Sports Wednesday on Monday. frantically awesome he took it somewhere weird there at the end he did it was anger i think he's very angry at me you're doing all right today maestro he's pissed off maestro maestro sports wednesday is produced by blue monkey communications and features basketball legend matt longley the maestro brian hake and me pete brown so music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.